Hey, everybody. Happy Friday from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Ann Powers. Hello, Robin. Contributor Christina Lee. Hey, Robin. And Radio Milwaukee's Tariq Moody. Good day, sir. Good day to you. It's New Music Friday, and we're looking at the best albums out today on August 19th, starting with the band Hot Chip. They're back with a new one today called Freak Out Release. This is the opening cut called Down. origins of this album, it was fascinating, was the fact that this album started inspired by their cover of Beastie Boys' Sabotage. Wow. Huh. I would not expect that. <laughs> no, but apparently recently they performed a cover of this and several Instagrams and other interviews they said this kicked off the writing process for this album, their, their take on Beastie Boys' Sabotage. I can venture a theory, Tariq. Two things. One, Covering Sabotage maybe made them feel a bit nostalgic. There's sort of an aura of nostalgia over this. And then maybe it got them thinking about Adam Yauk and how he's passed away. And it was recently his birthday. And they're kind of sad because there's some sadness on this record mm-hmm. as well. I hear your uh, nostalgia because I was looking like the track Hard to Be Funky. I was like, it reminded me of Grace Jones' Pull Up to My Bumper. And then like even Freak Out Release is kind of this 80s dance punk reminiscent of ESG from back in the day. Music used to be escape My first thought was it seems like everyone is finding sanctuary at the club this year, you know, like ready to dance all the grief and loneliness and loss away. But as you said, Anne, there is like a twinge of sadness in it. It's almost like like you listen to a song, Miss the Bliss. It's like down deep inside they know that the pandemic isn't really over. I mean, we're still living in the upside down world, but we're doing the best we can. There's even a track called The Evil That Men Do featuring Cadence Weapon that has this tricky mass attack vibe. It seems to me, first it needs to be an admission of guilt for what we which deals with the, as Joe Gardick describes, racial tension and male aggression against females. So it is a dark dance album, I guess. I think the fact that both Hot Chip and Hercules and Love Affair have released excellent sad disco or complicated disco albums this year 
is worth noting. Complicated Disco. That's going to be the name of my album. Complicated Disco. It's very complicated. Hot Chip is the band. Their new album is called Freak Out Release. All right, also out today is a new one we're loving from the singer Terrence, etc. It's called Vortex. This is the song In Contemplation of Claire's Scent. This song starts off in one place and it goes in a completely different direction. So there are some folks out there who probably know Terrence, etc. He's responsible for the HBO show random acts of flyness. I'm personally bad at catching up with TV, so I went into this completely blindly, and that made for an incredibly surreal experience. As you noted, Robin, songs tend to contain multiple suites, and they go in different directions, and it's to the point where it's hard to discern when one song begins and when another one ends, unless you're actually looking at the track list. And all in all, I'm still trying to wrap my head around this album, if I'm completely honest. I can see like this Alvin Ailey and and actors performing to this album. Like when I first heard it, just structurally and just how it flowed, I just thought of going to a theater and watching this being performed by a series of actors and dancers. Right. And it's very Afrofuturistic. The random acts of flying, as you saw that series, you can see it being sonically translated into this record as well. And he's actually working on a second season of this show for HBO. That theatrical thing, Tariq, I mean, what I instantly thought of was early Janelle Monet when I heard this. You know, the Cindy Mayweather story that, mm-hmm. that she enacted in her first few records. I feel like there is this kind of secret narrative running through this, and it really intrigues me to spend time and try to figure out what that is. It's interesting how we're all sort of imagining in our minds how we would depict this on screen, right? Because I think the music really lends itself Mm. well to that. But the entire time as I'm listening to this, I was actually reminded of the film Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, just in the sense that at the center of this, there seems to be some tragic love affair. But in terms of like where the story begins and how it ends, it's where it's going. Like the chronologies are like completely scrambled because pretty much almost from the beginning, you get the sense that this is going to be tragic, but it's oscillating back and forth between like dreams and reality. I think he has this one lyric in the song, Infinance or Infinity, Infinance being an actual word here, where he's talking about wearing the same clothes, but the ones with the pain on. from the same cloth these guys don't come off so yeah lots to make sense of and lots to parse like with this particular release scrambled's a great word for it because i felt like i was on a theme park ride and just like (laughs) screaming yes you know like with your hands up in the air at every turn and drop there are these twists and turns and and then it has like a a dark tunnel that you enter briefly and you don't know what's going to happen next and then there's this big drop it's just like i thought it was incredible i just kept thinking what is this he kind of described the album how we just said like he said vortex is a sonic tool 
that he made so I can play it for myself and balance my energy between masculine and feminine, creative and destructive, domination and submission, right and left. One of my favorite tracks is actually The Merchant of Flatbush that reminds me a little bit of TV and a radio. But then there's these spoken word little segments that throughout the album, and I love the spoken word piece on this album, which I kind of dug up who it was. It's a, a Brooklyn-based Nigerian-British artist named Ruby Amanze, who's known for drawings and works on paper which focus on cultural hybridity or post-colonial non-nationalism. Wow. And he kind of reinforces this by bringing people who actually fits the, I guess, the concept of this record. Afrofuturism, indeed. The philosopher Fred Moten will be jamming out to this record for sure. <laughs> I, I never thought I'd hear someone say the philosopher will be jamming out to this <laughs> to this record. But Philosophers sure. jam too, Robin. Yeah, no, no, I, no, no shade. <laughs> Terrence, etc. is the artist. His really incredible new record is called Vortex. Let's go next to the singer-songwriter Anna Tivill. Her new album out now is called Outsiders. This is the title cut. Imagine the very first man on the moon Watching the earth rising Out of the darkness, cerulean blue Water and thunder and dust Floating like magic alive in the air His body a weightless machine Anna Tivill is just one of my absolute favorite songwriters living right now. She was born in the small town of LeConnor, Washington, and she's been making music in the Portland, Oregon area for more than a decade. She has a bunch of records. I, I discovered her in 2017 with her album Small Believer. It just hit me like a ton of bricks. The stories she told, the detail, it just impressed me so much. And I think this is her best record yet. I mean, she has this trusted set of collaborators led by the producer Shane Leonard and the engineer Brian Joseph. They're both in the Bon Iver orbit. And though this isn't a concept record like Terrence Etcetera's <laughs> record, Anna did give herself a theme. The theme is a meditation on otherness, which that title track we just heard is kind of an anthem announcing the theme. You know, it's about an astronaut floating up in space and looking at the world and thinking, why can't we all connect? You know, from this perspective, we're not so different from each other. That idea of the need to connect and the inability to connect, it defines this album and brings the songs together. I would say that listening to this, that the connective tissue she found in, in humanity is just how we're all struggling. She is such a great storyteller. There's a song called Black Umbrella. Under a black umbrella You were keeping to yourself And the rain came down like diamonds On the sidewalk where you stood Which is all about a, a bank robbery that goes horribly wrong. Her voice is so sweet and lovely and, and then it's paired with this dark story. It kind of disarms you for a moment. And then you realize, oh my God, this is awful. 
slumped on the counter while the other filled a pillow. It reminds me a lot of Trey Burt's song by the Jasmine, and that it very calmly narrates the scenario in which an innocent person can be lost to state violence, to misunderstandings, to disconnection. And you know, similar, Robin, is The Basement. It's about a Me Too situation, but in her way, Anna goes into that gray space. She's thinking about, you know, how can we tell this story in a subtle way without letting anyone off the hook? I'm all right, just working. What a trip to see you again that night in the basement. I've been trying to forget. It's stunning how well she does it. I mean, her songwriting on this record is at that level that Paul Simon was at on songs like The Boxer or American Tune. And I think this song, The Basement, really captures that. I actually hear some parallels between the Anna Tibble record and what we're going to talk about in the second half of the show from Shamika Copeland. Both of them are albums that, you know, thematically, they, they tell these really gut-punch stories that just knock the wind out of you, and they're in such vivid detail. And they're all about, you know, a lot of really broken or struggling people. Anna Tivill is the singer. Her really wonderful new album out now on August 19th is called Outsiders. We do have a few more releases that we want to highlight for this week, plus some of our personal favorites. But first, we need to take a short break. Support for NPR and the following message come from State Farm, the 2022 lead sponsor of NPR Music. For the past three years, State Farm has been a proud supporter of the Tiny Desk Concert Series, which provides a unique stage for artists across the genre spectrum. While small in size, the Tiny Desk is large in impact. Since the launch of the Tiny Desk Concert Series in 2008, nearly 1,000 performances have been recorded at Bob Boylan's festive workspace at NPR headquarters, which is decorated with years of music memorabilia. Tiny Desk Concerts attract 16 million viewers per month and help unify a passionate community around the love of music discovery. You can explore the latest concerts or browse the archives for your favorite artists at npr.org music. And keep the discovery going when you check out State Farm's surprisingly great rates. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Ann Powers, Christina Lee, and Tariq Moody. We're looking at the best releases out now on August 19th. We start the second half of the show off with a new album from the R&B singer Tink. It's called Pillow Talk. This is the song Mine. Better keep your hands off my man. Tell me you were nothing more than friends. How could you believe that you're the one? When I'm the only one that gets his love. Let me feel it. I don't know who I am Since you got eyes for my boyfriend I'm the girl taking care of home You can leave me in my alone I don't wanna play the silly games Maybe you should stay up in your lane I don't have time Hit me. I can pull pictures in my phone You've been seeing me for two years strong Everything we have is real and true I'm sorry you got mine and yours confused why you wanna play these silly games? I don't have time to talk all day Making up lies but I'm unfazed Cause the boy is mine 
So I remember Tink from back when she was just a teen signed to hip hop producer Timbaland's label, which is mostly music group. So this was off the strength of mixtapes that she had started back again, like when she was a teen and she was showing tremendous promise. And that wasn't just because of the lofty comparisons that Timbaland made to the likes of the Leia Leah, who we obviously worked with closely or like Lauren Hill. A lot has changed since then. When she was signed to Timbaland's label, Tink's career sort of stagnated because her debut album just never arrived. So she quickly went independent. She linked up with another producer, Hitmaker. That's whose tag you hear in the song. And I would say in the past few years, fans like Cardi B and City Girls have actually been able to hear how productive that she's been. And this album, Pillow Talk, is just the latest. The fact that you mentioned the whole Timbaland thing, she was in recently in a Breakfast Club interview, brought it up that she blames... Timbaland for hyping her up so much. Mm-hmm. Like Timbaland had a dream that Tink came to her as the next Aaliyah or something, and she got so much backlash. And I think Tink really deserves her flowers. I mean, she was doing it before SZA, Mooney Long. She deserves to um, be heard by a larger audience. Compared to her last album, which I really love from the last album, there's a track kind of this Afrobeat track with David O or DeVito that I love, but this album's a little more darker and sensual and very sexual in a lot of ways and I really dig it I really dig it a lot because now I, I I think I got a girlfriend so I really like it now so. <laughs> <laughs> finally before that before I'm a girlfriend I might, not, I might not even review this but now I get it now so. that's relatable content <laughs> yeah I, I relate to it <laughs> I mean I just love her attitude. And Tariq, you mentioned SZA. I totally see that connection. There's this song called Drunk Texting where I was convinced it was going to just be, you know, a sensual seduction. But she's drunk texting in the way people really drunk text. Like, oh, she's trying to. Over. She's trying to give this guy directions to her place, but she's so drunk. She's not sure she's even like typing it right. Is he even actually going to find her place based on what she's, you know, managed to type out? It's awesome. Drunk texting, I'll be just a message, giving you a piece of my mind. This ain't even like me, sending in positions. Can't believe I'm in this condition. Tink is the singer. Her new album is called Pillow Talk. All right, another one out today that we're loving comes from the blues artist Shamika Copeland. It's called Done Come Too Far. This is the song Too Far To Be Gone. A small thing like a seat on the bus Changed life for the rest of us A tiny woman that you never met Put us on the road but we ain't there yet A brave soul is long gone But a spirit's marching on We done come too far to be gone Come too far to be gone If you think we're stopping, you got it wrong We come too far to be gone Well, you know, I love the blues. I love electric blues. And Shamika Copeland is the greatest living blues singer in many people's opinion. She's been a blues star for more than 25 years, and and she's still only 43 years old. In the past few years, she's really found her muse by taking on social issues, and especially issues of race, in a way that is both totally true to the blues and 
powerfully contemporary, you know. I mean, we heard it in that song, and there's a lot of songs on this record that connect with really relevant themes. I mean, let's just talk about the song, The Talk. Am I right, Robin? Oh, my God, that song is so crushing. I held my breath as you took your first steps. I was proud as a mama can get. Now it's been years you've grown tall. But I'm still worried you're gonna fall. Got to have the talk. She starts off the song by saying that, you know, she held her breath when her baby took his first steps, but then as he grew up, she knew that she was going to have to have air quotes around this, the talk, which is that, you know, he may do nothing wrong in his life, but because of racism, systemic racism and police violence, he may be gone anyway. It's a stunning song, and there's several songs like that on the record, but there's also fun stuff. I mean, when I saw the title, Fell in Love with a Honky, (laughs) I didn't quite know what to expect, but then it's this country stomper, fell in love with a honky in a honky-tonk bar. What I really wanted to focus on was the track Gullah Geechee, because I've been very fascinated by that culture. I read a story on NPR yesterday in the culture section about the uh, Gullah Geechee chef, Emily Meggetts, and the whole history of that culture, how it kind of developed its own culture after slavery. Now it's fighting outside developers, people trying to take that land, since it's such a visually stunning piece of land where the Gullah Geechee culture is located. Gullah, Gullah Geechee from across the sea Gullah Gullah Geechee Still trying to be free She's really taking on this huge portrait of Black America, historically contemporary. It's not just about, you know, like police violence and, and racism, but also like child abuse and right. school shootings. There's this song called Pink Turns to Red about a school shooting that just literally sent a chill through me. There's another one called The Dolls Are Sleeping. Try to stop hating I know I must But how do you love when you can't trust Which is, again, you know, it's kind of disarming when you listen to it, but it's just truly horrifying where she talks about a child's dolls and stuffed animals watching silently as as the child is, is abused late at night. You know, these songs are created in an interesting way. She's worked with executive producer John Hahn for her whole career. He's also her manager. And the great Nashville musician and songwriter Will Kimbrough, the producer, they write the songs, but in consultation with her. So it's really like a tailor-made. And I have to say, that is appropriate for a queen. <laughs> she, has her, she has her lieges <laughs> write her songs, which I love. <laughs> I'm imagining her with a scepter in the, yeah, in the studio. Absolutely. <laughs> what a really profound and truly powerful record from Shamika Copeland. It's called Done Come Too Far. And before we wrap up this week's show, let's take a minute to mention some of our other personal favorites also out now on August 19th. Tariq, we'll start with you. 
I picked the artist Muna Elewat and her debut EP, 27. If you're a big fan of Sylvanesso, this album's right up your alley. It's indie pop with electronics and beats and amazing vocals. One of my favorite tracks is Jomo, Joy of Missing Out, which I consider like an anthem for introverts. I wonder what you're looking for Acceptance isn't here knocking at your door Pick up your drink and toast some more And Humor me a minute, friends, when I say that this is just a monster week for singer-songwriter-driven albums. Cass McCombs, Mountain Goats, Loudon Wainwright, Gretchen Peters, Marquetta Irglova, Early James, all great records that have come out this week. But I'm highlighting a unique release and a document of music as meditation and kind of a map towards self-growth. It's by the Nashville singer-songwriter Andrew Combs, and it's called Sundays. The winter of 2020, he, he suffered a breakdown, and coming back from that, he started working with his friend, the producer Jordan Lenning. Every Sunday, they would just come together and work on music, and it was kind of a path towards healing for Andrew, and that's what this album captures. It's raw and very well-crafted at the same time, which is interesting. (laughs) And my highest compliment, it reminds me a bit of Nick Drake, so check it out, Andrew Combs, Sundays. Internet Money. They're the Los Angeles production collected behind some of the biggest hits by Juice World, The Kid Leroy, You Probably Know Lemonade, which features Gunna, Don Tolliver, and Nav. So now the collective is releasing an EP that's yet another example of their extended reach, and it's called We All We Got. And I'll just mention the new album by the band Thick. It's called Happy Now. Thick is a trio, three young women, they're from New York. I stumbled upon one of their shows at South by Southwest a a number of years ago. They were just playing this tiny, tiny postage stamp sized club. And I heard the sound spilling out from the club and I stopped in and it ended up being one of the best shows I saw that year. Their music is just so fun and loud and fast and gritty. This is their second full length album. Again, it's called Happy Now from the band Thick. And that'll do it for this week's New Music Friday. My thanks to Ann Powers, Christina Lee, and Tariq Moody. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Robin. Thanks, Robin. Thank you so much. Our show was edited and mixed by Ron Scalzo. It was produced with help from Bob Boylan. Our VP of Visuals and Music at NPR is Keith Jenkins. Check out the description of this episode in your podcast feed to see a list of everything that we played and talked about, along with a bunch of other notable releases out today that we weren't able to get to. You can hear full versions of the songs by searching for NPR's New Music Friday playlists in Apple Music and Spotify. And be sure to sign up for our weekly newsletter from NPR Music to keep up with the latest releases, tiny desks, and more. You'll find it at npr.org slash music newsletter. 
And for NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Robin Hilton. I hope you have a great weekend. Be well and treat yourself to lots of music. Music.